Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Eating Alone in My Car show with your host. So sad today. Um, today I am having an In-N-Out burger. That's right. You heard it here first. Mama's having an In-N-Out burger. Um, now before you get excited and think like, wow, you know, she's really just, you know, living on the edge and she's one of those people who can just like, you know, get in and out and eat whatever she wants and she's like, doesn't give a fuck. I have to issue a disclaimer. Um, I have to issue a disclaimer. So I actually have the in and out uh, calorie chart. I've taken screenshots of it. I probably, if you go in my photos on my phone, I probably have like 10 different uh, screenshots of it over over the past five years that I've lived in Los Angeles. Um, I don't love in and out, but I love sort of um, what it represents. You know, it's a, it's a very casual California girl. Um, it makes me feel like, you know, I... I would be someone maybe who skateboards or surfs, um, naturally hot, um, just popping over to In-N-Out for a burger and fries, chocolate shake, you know, it's very, it's very like Archie and Veronica, um, not the Riverdale version, which I do really enjoy, um, but, you know, like a, a sort of eternal California dream, eternal, eternal California dream. Now, Um, you know, when I moved to Los Angeles five years ago, I was under, I was under no, um, illusion that, uh, we can, we can become the California dream. You know, I, I, I've, I already did that 10, uh, 15 years before when I went to San Francisco and thought that I could remake myself as chill. And unfortunately I discovered you bring yourself with you. You bring yourself with you wherever you go. Um, it's a bummer, as they say in California. So, uh, nonetheless, nonetheless. Um, so you know, in and out, it makes me feel like I'm that cool, cash, go with the flow. Um, you know, Californian girl, uh, which I am uh, not in any way. Um, not in any way. And so, um. So, you know, I, I think I've dunked in the ocean fully one time in five years um, that I've lived here. Um, and um, I did it on my birthday last year because I said I would. I said I would put my head under. And, uh, you know, I've, I, I feel no need to do that again. I feel no need to do that again. Um, you know, the Jufro. Um, it, I, I don't need that. I just don't need that for the Jufro. Um, and also, you know, it's like, it's scary under there. When I was young and I used to go to camp and swim in a lake, I did know how to swim and I was a good swimmer, but I was always put in the slowest, uh, or the like lowest group because I was, I wouldn't dive into, I wouldn't go in the lake or I'd go in the lake and I'd hyperventilate, um, because I was scared of snapping turtles that they were going to snap off, um, parts of my body. And so that's kind of how I feel about the ocean. Sometimes I have a, a weird relationship with the ocean. Um, but nonetheless, so that's what in and out makes me feel like. And, um, but of course, you know, as I said, I'm, I'm not, I am the antithesis of the laid back Californian. I am the, uh, East coast neurotic. Um, and so, when I go to In-N-Out, um, as you know, if you've listened to this show, I, I prefer to know what cal- the amount of calories that are in 
in foods. It's just a thing. It makes me feel safe. It makes me feel swaddled, swaddled by my own um, insanity. And so, you know, the various times I've gone to In-N-Out, you know, I've taken a screenshot of the the calorie thing you can look up. So I I sort of know the calories, but, you know, I'll, 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 I'll do it again. Anyway, so I just wanted to say that I'm having a very... A, a poor man's uh, in and out right now, if you will. A, a sad in and out. I, I, I got the hamburger. Um, I got the hamburger, which is, you know, it's like, just get the fucking cheeseburger. Like, why why do you have to fuck with that? Ha- like, a hamburger. Um, but, you know, that's it's an extra 90 calories right there for the cheeseburger. And uh, also the... Um, um, I, I didn't get the special sauce, even though I love it. And I got the ketchup and mustard instead. Um, just again, to save some cows. Um, I did get the bun. Um, I want to, I want to be clear because, um, the protein style is just a sad nightmare. Like, I, like, I'm sorry, but I'm just not going to eat the fucking meat rolled up in the lettuce. Like if you're like, I mean that, that's for another time. That's for when I'm, I'm at home and, um, eating the weird shit that I eat on a daily basis. If I'm going to in and out give me the bun. Okay, just give me the bun. So that that's what's going on here. And um, so yes, so I am a woman who eats in and out burger. Um, you know, it's like it's like when um, I mean, it's like when people are interviewed in magazines, you know, like when they interview the actresses, and they're like, Oh, yeah, I love to eat. And they're like eating like, you know, the one meal they're going to eat that like week. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not an actress, um, nor am I anything close to a model. I'm a writer, um, which, um, you know, shows just how deep my neuroses are because really it doesn't matter at all what we look like. Um, one of the fabulous things about being a writer is that we, um, get to work alone, um, you know, in a hovel, but, um, you know, my neuroses run deep, my neuroses run deep. And so, um, but I, but I'm not going to front like, oh yeah, I just popped over to in and out and got like my cheeseburger and my fries and my chocolate shake. Like, no, like this was like a thought out thing and like obsessed over calories screenshotted. Um, a lot of math was involved, etc. So that, that, you know, just so you know what you're dealing with here. I, you know, I would never want to front, like, I don't want to pretend to be something I'm not. Um, even though I, I wish I was something that I am not. Um, so here we are. Um, the other reason why I wanted to get in and out, um, and I've thought about this, is uh, for and, and do a burger episode and put in and out on the thing, on the, you know, the podcast title, is because uh, sometimes when I promote this show, I will do it with a um, beautiful blend, a an, an art directed by me, a beautiful blend of different food emoji. I'll tweet it with the emoji, um, etc. And you know, the, we all have the emojis we love. We all have the emojis we don't love. Um, you know, and, and I have certain food ones that I really love. Now, the hamburger, or it's actually a cheeseburger. Uh, the 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 cheeseburger emoji is always on there. You know, it's always. I always incorporate that into my blend and, and also the French fries because, you know, it does have that sort of like 1950s at the hop, like, you know, vibe to it. Um, and I don't know, it's just like cute, you know, it's very Lisa Frank. I feel I tend to bend very Lisa Frank in my emoji. I like the lightning. I like the black heart. I like the pink heart with the arrow. Um, I like the unicorn. Of course, the skulls are, um, a, a favorite, um, 
the palm tree, I mean, give me the palm tree, the diamond, um, purple, the purple, uh, magic wishy thing, you know, the, whatever it is, that ball. I actually, I, I really, I, the, the emojis I tend to not like are the ones that involve, um, human flesh. Um, don't give me the fucking hands. Like enough with, enough with the praying hands. Um, don't wave at me. I don't need to see that. Um, I see enough human flesh on a daily basis. I don't need that in my, in my, um, emoji world. And even the faces too, like the faces are something that I really never got into. Um, I like the laughing with tears coming out of the eyes emoji and I like the crying emoji. Those are like the only two faces I think I've used. Recently I discovered, um, well this is kind of like when my father, my father's always like discovering things that have like, you know, I guess I get, I'm always the last to know. And I think I get that from him. My father's always discovering things that have like definitely been discovered a long time ago. Like a couple years ago, he was like, you know what movie's really great? Pulp Fiction. And I was like, mm, yeah. And then this last year at Thanksgiving, he's like, you know, what's a great show. Really been enjoying The Sopranos. And I was like, yeah, great show. So, um, that's how I am with the emoji that I'm about to discuss. Um, I was. Um, so everyone else knows about this fucking emoji, um, and, and they've done, they've done it to death and here, and I'm, I'm just excited to have discovered it. It is, it is the emoji that is, um, it's, it has a frowny face that looks like an upside down lemon, um, and, or like an upside down Jack or Jack Lantern and it's crying or it's not crying, but it's, it's, it's doing like a wah thing, but the eyebrows are slanted downwards and the eyes are sad, um, like the eyebrows are going, they're, they're, they're pointing sort of in a, uh, they're like an upside down V shape and the eyes, the eyes are like, um, kind of closed and it's like, it's crying, but it could be like the funniest fucking thing. Like you are laughing so hard that, and so I found this emoji the other day, um, um, Samantha Irby, one of, one of the funnier people, um, that I've encountered, shout out to Samantha Irby. And, um, I was on her Instagram page or maybe it was her Twitter. And she used this with something that she had tweeted some meme or posted. Um, and I was like, God, this embody, this emoji embodies everything. So I have been getting into the sort of, uh, lemon mouth, upside down lemon mouth, crying with no tears, uh, but really laughing emoji, um, lately. But other than that, I'm like, don't give me any people. I don't want to, I don't want to see people. I see enough fucking people in the world, you know, like, don't give me, don't give me humans. Even if they have a yellow head, I don't, you know, I don't want to see them. So even if it's just a yellow head, but, um, but in my food emojis, I've noticed that, um, you know, I've, I've sort of been fronting like I'm a much more sane and exciting eater than I actually am. Um, and particularly, you know, and, and and I can feel like a liar sometimes. It can feel like a lie. My emojis um, can feel like a lie emoji. Um, because really, you know, if I were to uh, use the emoji of the things that I genuinely eat, um, you know, it would be, it, it's more, let's be honest, it's more disordered eating alone in my car. It's not, it's not eating alone in my car. It's disordered eating alone in my car. And so, you know, what would the emoji be? It would be, um, you know, a fat-free Greek yogurt with like then a cup of cereal in it. 
Um, you know, maybe I'd use the spaghetti emoji, but it's like the Amy's frozen version with like the vegetarian meatballs. Um, there'd be like, you know, every artificial sweetener emoji, there'd be like a Splenda emoji, an equal emoji. There would be a, um, stevia emoji. You know, it would be a fucking sad range of emojis. I mean, if I did like the emoji of my, of my life, you know, it'd be sad. It would be pretty, pretty sad world. It would be like, you know, then there would be like the can of Coke Zero, the bottle of Coke Zero. You know, there'd be like the tea with skim. I mean, it's, it's just nobody, nobody wants that. Nobody wants, I said Coke Zero and I had to open. I also have a bottle of Coke Zero riding shoddy, um, shoddy with my burger. It's my, it's my little side bitch here. So had to open that, um, wash down this, uh, this sad, sad, uh, ketchup and mustard hamburger with the onion. I did get the, the onion on it, but mm. so nobody wants to see the real emoji of my life. You know, nobody wants that. Um, but so I was looking at some of the emoji that I use to tweet out the podcast and it's like, some of them are, are correct. Some aren't, um, you know, ice cream, certainly I eat it every night. Um, we know that it is the pint of halo top ice cream that I eat. Um, they actually opened a halo top recently at, um, one of the many malls in Los Angeles near me. That was one of the very nice things about moving from New York to LA. It's like, I get to be a teen at the mall. Um, cause you know, that's just, that's just where it's at. Um, but they have, so they have a halo top like store or like a, you know, a halo top cafe or whatever. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking just eat like a small cup or have that shit on a cone. Like, give me the whole pint or like don't involve me. Cause really that's the whole point is getting to eat the whole pint. Um, I have the lollipop emoji. The lollipop emoji I think can be a stand in for all the various candies I eat. So, all right, that's not such a big lie. Um, the bowl of rice. Um, I don't really fuck with rice that often. I just, um, I think that like, I don't know. It, I just, I don't fuck with it that much. I always feel like, okay, like, like when I go to Panda, I don't get the rice. I get the steamed vegetables. I fucking love Panda. I'm definitely going to do a Panda episode. Um, I got to do a Panda episode. I mean, Panda really has my heart. Like speaking of like, it's such a beautiful hybrid of like delicious, like mallness, um, teen and sort of, um, the excitement of Chinese food. Well, you know, like fake Chinese food, but then also, you know, like knowing exactly how many calories are in it. I mean, I, I'm, I love Panda Express, but you know, I don't really like fuck with the rice. Um, but really like the ones on here that are like total lies are like, I, I don't know when the last time is that I had French fries. Um, I like French fries. They're not like my favorite. So I don't, I don't know. I just, but, but, but I put them on there cause they're like so cute, you know? And like, cool. Or like, um, the pizza emoji. I don't fuck with pizza that much because it's hard to know the calories of pizza, you know? Like, and so I, I feel very out of control, but I do love pizza. Um, I don't know. Is this, I mean, probably, yeah. If you, if you have like disordered eating or whatever, um, you know, maybe this isn't, maybe, maybe this is the podcast for you. I don't know. But, um, I'm not promoting. I'm just telling the truth about my lived experience. And my lived experience is that, um, you know, pizza can make me nervous. It can make me nervous. Um, so yeah, I like the hot dog. I'll eat a hot dog, but it's like usually like, you know, a fucking veggie dog at home. Um, I was at, at the episode when I, 
when I was at 7-Eleven, I was looking at the hot dogs and the fixins bar, and I'd like to do a hot dog. I think I'm going to do a 7-Eleven hot dog episode with the fixins bar, but like I probably won't go all the way, you know, like the hot cheese, that's like, like if you could just sort of like bathe me in hot cheese, like with no repercussions, like, I don't know. I think that would be, um, that's like, I think I've all I've ever wanted in my life, you know, is like just a, a realm of hot cheese and no repercussions. But you know, that, that's a difficult thing to achieve. Um, but I, I think I'll do the, the 7-Eleven hot dog with like a, I don't know, like the onion, you know, the pickle, like I like a good fixin. I like a good fixin. Um, you know, and then there's different fruits like peach, peaches. I love a good peach. Definitely, you know, peach emoji's great. And I do, I will eat a good peach. Um, but I usually try to find like the giantest peach that I can find and then like still count it as like 60 calories. And it's like really like a peach the size of a bowling ball. And it's probably like 300 calories. You know, these, these are the games I play with myself. Um, this is, This is the uh, world that I have created for myself, that I live in, Um, and I guess to avoid thinking about death um, or to feel as though there I have some control in the world. Um, You know, these are this is what I'm doing with my time. So how did I get to be like this? Um, You know, I've I've discussed my mother on here on and off and um you know I've talked about sort of the uh not quite flowers in the attic level of starvation um that uh I experienced as a child but but certainly uh you know I don't think it was as sexy as flowers in the attic there were no arsenic donuts there were no donuts at all um but um god it's like right now so right now I'm working on this another novel and, um, I'm working on two and one of them is, um, I think I've mentioned it on here. It's about a woman who, um, uh, has an eating disorder and, um, and meets another woman at a frozen yogurt shop. The woman with the eating disorder is a reformed Jew, something like me, you know, not really practicing. The woman she meets is an Orthodox Jew who is, uh, voluptuous um, to say the least, um, bordering, you know, she's, she's medically obese and, um, they have a very hot love affair. Um, so in writing this, I'm writing the, the sort of the woman with the eating disorders mother. Um, and I I think I'm like holding back a little, you know, I think I'm holding back and my husband was like, dude, like go for it. You know, like you're already gonna be written out of the will. Um, but no, I mean, it's more than that. It's, you know, as a writer, it's like, I've talked about on here also, like, um, the, the feeling of like, well, is this necessary? Or like, am I doing something wrong? And, and, you know, the beautiful thing about fiction is it's fiction, but, um, you know, it is, it is, it is, it is fiction. I don't know. I don't know how far I'm going to go with it. Um, cause, um, you know, it's deep and it, it's funny cause you can go to therapy like for years and be like, Oh, I'm done with that shit. And like, you can even forgive, um, you can forgive. Um, but it's very hard to like shake the voice. Um, and I, my therapist is, is very big on like, 
I don't want to call it inner child work because, or, or the inner child, because it's like, I, I don't know. I fucking hate that. But, but you know that there is, there's the kid in me, right? And like, I'm supposed to be like parenting her. Um, and one thing that I've, you know, and, and first of all, it's funny because my mom will be like, you know, like why, why my mom really wants to have grandchildren. And she's like, well, why won't like, why I don't understand why you think you'd be like, it wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't be a good mother or blah, 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 like many things. And I'm like, well, you know, I don't want to go off my antidepressants and, um, I don't, I don't want to have a baby. Maybe that's, I don't want to bring a child into the world. That could be uh, one reason why I'm not having children. But, um, but you know, and I, and I feel that I do have the ability, I feel that I do, um, have areas in my life where I'm able to exercise that maternal, um, instinct, you know, my, my dog is one, um, the women that I, um, mentor, you could call it in sobriety is another, um, you know, they're my certainly, you know, it, it, there's a maternal relationship to an extent, but, um, you know, my mom's like, why don't, why don't you want to have children? And, it, and, and there's so many reasons. The thing is, is that like, if I wanted to do some, if I want to do something like my will is pretty fucking strong. Like my desire is pretty fucking strong. Like I, I'm no Buddhist, you know, like I am, I, I am full of attachment, full of desire. Um, and, and, um, you know, I will do something. So I guess I just don't want to do it, but it's also, it's like, well, I'm kind of parenting my, I'm, I'm learning to parent myself right now. Like that's, and, um, I always forget, like, it's weird. Cause you'll like hear these things in therapy or you're like your therapist will encourage something and it's like, Oh yeah. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to parent the child. Like when the child is, I'm going to comfort her. I'm going to soothe. I'm going to soothe the child. And then like, as soon as I get into a, and, and so I'll get into a situation, uh, like every hour, um, where I like, you know, the child is afraid, um, or the child, you know, or, and I'm like, wait, what am I supposed to do again? Like, how do I do that again? Like, I don't, like, I don't understand. Or when I look at myself, when I look at the child, like, it's still really hard for me. Um, I don't, to like, look at her. I First of all, anytime someone refers to themselves in the third person, I'm like, not to be trusted. Like, anytime someone named like Gary is like, you know, Gary thinks. I'm like, like, Gary is to be put on, uh, you know, Gary is not to be trusted. Like, I just, but so, so even referring to this child that lives within me, young Melissa as her, um, is, is like, I, I don't, I don't like doing that. Um, it makes me a little nervous, but for the, for, for efficiency's sake, her, you know, I'm like, I don't, I don't really like her. Like, is that bad that I like, I, I, I don't really like her. I mean, I think it is. I think that it's not good. Um, and you know, it's, I think I'm scared of her. Um, I'm scared that I'm scared of her hungers. I'm scared of her wants. And it's also, you know, of course, like the reinforcement of that message that like those, the, the, the wants and the hungers, it's too much. They're too much, you know? And, um, so I don't really know. I mean, like, you know, it sounds great. Like becoming this parent to, to the inner child, like, or what, I mean, actually it sounds horrible. Becoming a parent, being a parent sounds horrible. Inner child sounds horrible. It actually all sounds horrible, but it, it, it sounds like, okay. Like it's something that would be good for me to like, you know, develop a relationship with that part of myself, I guess. Um, but, but like it, it, then like in the, in the moment it eludes me. I mean, and that's when I remember that it's even happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's when I even remember that, like, 
oh yeah, there is this scared child. And but somehow when my therapist talks about it, she's really cool. Like she's a cool lady, and she makes it sound like seem like a cool, like good thing to be doing. And then like I'm in the world, and I'm just like, what? It's always funny too, like when a therapist is like you know, when you practice setting boundaries and you're like in the therapist's office and you're like, yeah, this is how I'm going to do it. Like I'm going to do the boundary. I'm going to like bring this into the world. And then you like try to do it in the world. And it's like, um, like, and it's just like, wah, like, it just like, is like, wah, wah, like just falls very flat, you know, like a, like a souffle run over by a Mack truck. Um, you know, it's hard to put these things into practice. Um, but so yeah, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be parenting myself. Um, and like, I did have one sort of like moment, I think it was like a little over a year ago. Um, one of my, my side hustles that I work, um, one of the, cause I'm fully a working writer now, which is really cool. It took me a long time to get here. Um, and one of the things that I write, I write for this company, um, that's based in the Berkshires in Massachusetts. Um, they make like fun dish towels and socks and gum and all kinds of stuff. And so I write for them. I write like funny things for them and it's, it's awesome. It's like the best. But so I go there every six months for these creative summits and it's, it's scary because I am so used to like working by myself and then they are very like, they're lovely people. So they're very like familial. So we do like breakfast, lunch, and dinner today. Like we do like a whole day, you know, and with, as a person with panic attacks, that's like, like a sheer terror. I mean, it is a terror. Um, and so, but I remember the first time I went, I guess it was like a year and a half ago for one of these summits. Um, and I, I went up there and I was, I was, you know, I was going to be jet lagged, which is like not having any sleep is like definitely a anxiety attack trigger. And, I remember feeling like, okay, like, I don't know how to be my own mother. Like, I know to make myself try to go to sleep right now. Like, you need sleep. You know, like, okay, so I, like, knew, like, sometimes I do think I take, like, the actions of a good parent. Like, so, like not always. Um, but I do think sometimes I, like, know how to take the actions, for sure. Um, but the feeling is just, like, so elusive. But it's, like, I was, like, I don't know if I can be, like, a mother to myself, but maybe I can be a daughter to myself. Like that thought occurred to me. And that was interesting. That was, as they might say in therapy, a breakthrough. So, um, you know, it is, it's a journey. Um, and, um, I don't know, but, uh, the parenting thing, but yeah. Um, but so, you know, there are many, there are many reasons many, many reasons why, um, I'm not having children, but I, I think that, you know, a lot of times those reasons are just sort of like intellectual write-offs for the fact that I just don't, it's not something I, I, I want to do, um, or feel that I should do. I have recently met, you know, I, I never really like, I don't really like kids that much. Like, give me, give me all the dogs, give me all the dogs, but like kids are just, I like teens. I like adolescents. Like, I really identify with adolescents and teens a lot. But, like, kids, I'm just kind of like, I, I don't know. Like, I always feel like maybe they're going to see through me or something. Like, again, it's that fear of, like, you know, that uh, there's a cosmic arbiter judging me. Like, they're going to see something in me that is, like, not pure or not good or not fun. Um, 
so, but I, I happened to, in my, when I went to New York a couple weeks ago, I met, like, this kid, and I was like, oh my god, I love you, and I think it was also because she loved me, I actually, like, hung with, like, three of my friends' kids, and, like, I actually liked them all, and it's fun, too, because they're getting to the age where I can get them, like, they're really into, like, hearts and rainbows and jewelry, and I'm like, oh, just wait till you are 12, like, it's gonna be fucking on with the makeup and all that shit but they're really into that stuff but I met this this six-year-old who I just like I was like wow you are a surprisingly awesome kid and I was like I want to be her auntie and then a couple days later my friend emailed me and was like sorry pickles whining um a couple days later he's he's my special guest again pickle is my guest um and yes he did get a little bite of the burger um what do you want to say hi Say hi to the podcast. No? You don't do it on... You don't talk on command? All right, well, we'll be done soon. Um, anyway, so a couple days later, my friend Sarah, who is um, who is the girl's mom, and she's six. The girl's six, which is a nice age, I think. I mean, I don't really know about ages. I'm always like, is the kid, like, walking? Like, I don't know. I'm like, do they... Are they walking at six? Like, what are they doing? Do they read it, too? Like, I, I don't know. I, I never know. Developmentally, I like never know what they're, and I know they all like age different and do stuff, but I'm like, I don't know. But six seems to seem to be like a really cool age, at least for this kid. And a couple of days later, my friend Sarah was like, Yeah, so uh, um, I don't want to give the child's name. I mean, it doesn't matter, you don't know her, but um, so cool child. Um, I had gotten her like a ring pop and some stuff because I kind of like try to bribe them to like me, you know. So I like got her like a ring pop and some like sticky jewels and like some fun things. She's like, You know. She wants to send you a letter to say thank you. And I was like, well, first of all, that is a very sweet thing. And second of all, oh, my God, cool child likes me. I was like, cool child likes me. Like, I'm, like, friends with a kid. So I might actually now have a a pen pal. So I might have, like, a a little child in my life, Um, which is really nice because I, you know, and maybe that might help me, I mean, not to use uh, this new burgeoning pen pal relationship for my own selfish purposes, but perhaps it will be good for the parenting thing. Because perhaps one of the reasons why children annoy me, I think one of them is, well, I think what it really is, what it really comes down to and why moms annoy me. I mean, when it really go really below the surface, like, is um, because I, I, I must have some envy, you know, of that, like, to have a mother who loves you unconditionally. Like, what is that like? And, you know, I think there's some envy there, maybe. Um, and I'm like, oh, everyone thinks like, oh, you think your child's so great. But I'm like, wow, that's kind of amazing that you think your child's so great unconditionally, even though we can all clearly see they're not. No, I'm just kidding. But like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, wow. Like, this is what a mother's love is. Oh, it's unconditional. Oh, okay. And it's like weird. It's weird for me. But anyway, so I'm, I was excited to meet this kid. I was like, yes, because I love my friend, Sarah. I love her wife. Um, and I'm like, you, you two are doing an excellent job here. So I have a, I have a child friend and, um, I'm like, oh my God, a cool, cool child likes me and I like her and like, maybe I'm going to have like a fun friend and, um, I will spoil the shit out of her. Um, if you're a cool child, you want to be, you want to be allied with me because you're going to be getting all, especially when you're a teen, you're going to be getting all the cool shit. I mean, it is just talk about you know, reliving one's childhood, but like, or like trying to give oneself the childhood one did not have. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, speaking of motherhood, I'm going to take care of my pickle who seems to be getting restless. Are you restless? Um, I wish you could see him. He's beautiful. Um, you can go to so sad to dog on Twitter if you want to, if you want to experience the pickle magic and, um, that's it. I'll see you on the flip side.
bye bye